0: I used it. You should go over there and start using it now.
1: With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at chime.com/build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members of FDIC. Results may vary. See chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com/disclosures for details.
2: All right, guys, welcome back. E-Y-L, we Hometown back. Heroes Edition. A-T-L shouty. Shout out to hey, A, yeah, shout out to the great city of Atlanta. It's like a second home for us, you yeah, know, we man. love Atlanta. Um, so today's gonna be a very exciting, very educational yeah. episode, something I'm, I'm actually very interested to learn
0: about. Yeah, man, it's a lot, because a lot of people are trying to get in this game, and, and they have no idea all the things that have to go into it, man, so yeah. it's gonna be a good people one. People
2: always ask us for, like, different topics. Yeah, And one of the biggest topics had, for a while has been Airbnb. Yeah. And um we use it a lot. <laughs> yeah, if you travel, you likely have stayed have stayed in the Airbnb, right? And a lot of people they want to know like how do you get money? Like how does the business work? It's one of those things, like all things that we cover. There's really no college to learn about this kind of stuff. You right. just kinda gotta learn on the fly or make a bunch of mistakes. So when we um was coming to Atlanta, I reached out to the good brother, Alex Good Energy. And yeah, shout yeah, out to Alex. Prestigious alum. Prestigious, one of our most <laughs> prestigious alumni. And I, I um, you know, Alex is the man out in Atlanta, so I'm like, yo, I want to do a, a episode on Airbnbs. And he's like, all right, say no more. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put it on my Instagram, <laughs> and I'm gonna see what put kind of reaction out I get. Us. Yeah, so um, he put it. And um, a lot of people uh, hit him up about our guest today, um, Lexi Wright, and um, we crazy. reached out to her and it was a quick turnaround. She's like, yeah, I'll do it, and here we are. So, Lexi is young, she's 23 years old, um, recent graduate from Georgia State University, right? Yes, sir. And sir. Um, but she's making a killing in the Airbnb game right now. She has currently has 22 units um, that she has under management. And um, she scaled very, very quickly um, in a short period of time. She said on Instagram she went from like 3,000 to like almost like 30,000 a month in Airbnb profit. So That's no joke. we um, we reached out to her and um, she's gonna give us a lot of gains. So first and foremost, thank you for for joining us. Appreciate it.
3: Absolutely.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. So, all right. So how did you get into the Airbnb game? Like what made you, cause I know you used to work corporate, right?
3: Yes.
2: So what made you say, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur and A lot of people want to get into real estate, but what made you want to go the Airbnb route?
3: So, when you talk about real estate, there's a lot of different avenues to the real estate industry. So, when I look at the real estate, how a lot of people do it, which is long-term leasing, and then you look at Airbnb, which is short-term leasing, and you compare the two, it's always better to do the short-term leasing. So, like I told you guys, if I have a property and I put a tenant in it, a long-term tenant, I might charge that tenant only A thousand or eleven hundred a month versus I could do that same house for short term leasing and make that eleven hundred in three or four days just off being on Airbnb. So I knew that Airbnb was it. If I can do short term leasing versus long term leasing and make the same amount of profits within three or four days, I can scale my business. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So I knew that um, the Airbnb was it.
2: So what, like, what was your first Airbnb? Like how did you, how did you initiate, initiate um, getting into the game?
3: So I moved out of my last place and when I moved out of my last place, um, I was working with this realtor and she had moved out too. We lived in the same building. And when she moved out, I still kept seeing her in the building. So I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and uh, she told me, she was like, I put my unit up for Airbnb. So when I was ready to move out, she told me, she said, um, I, it's paying my rent and it's rent. So I was like, well, I ain't gonna let mine go when it's time for me to go, and I didn't. And that's what happened to mine, too. It was paying its bills and my bills at my new place. So then I was like, well, I might as well go get more. I was already in the real estate industry. We were both in real estate, so. What'd you do? It was just an industry. You <laughs>
2: said you was already in real estate, like in what capacity? So
3: buying and holding. Okay. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Fix fixing flips.
0: Okay. So I mean, you're 23, right? So where's this business acronym coming from? Is this something that was passed down from like family members? Is it just like, you know what, something along the way during your experience this is the route i have to go
3: i don't know honestly i've always told my parents i didn't want to work for nobody hmm. and i work for chick i work for the same job for six years since i was 14 i worked for chick-fil-a and I just used to say like this is not for me. Yeah, I even started my I started a lingerie line in um, high school. I was 16. My parents are like, you ain't starting no lingerie line. <laughs> you know? but that's an
0: awkward. That's an awkward, I'm thinking like if my daughter tells me at 16, we gonna yeah. have that's we gonna have a problem. <laughs> not, it,
3: wasn't, it wasn't that kind of lingerie. It was like pajama wear.
0: I don't care. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but it was cute. So at that point in time, I was like, I just I just can't. Keep working for nobody i was like i have to get out of this my my mom worked for the same company for 15 years my dad same thing so i was like who's gonna break it they're they're honestly my stepfather is the only entrepreneur in our family and he came along later on down the line Mm -hmm. so somebody had to break it
2: it was you it was me the chosen child yeah i was just i was just we just had that conversation last night as far as like we come from like working class environments working class families and working class communities where it's like you know, the, the goal a lot of times is to get a good job. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Even a good, college. like, yeah. yeah, like, quote, unquote, what's considered a good job. Right. But it's like, that's really a race to nowhere. Not to, knock a job, mm-hmm. but it's like, ultimately, you're one paycheck away from poverty. Right. Right. You're, working, you're working for 30 years. You don't really have enough to retire. And yep. you, it's like, you see that with parents, grandparents, mm-hmm. and it's like, like you said, it's like the entrepreneur route is not something that, was always taught like right. now it is yeah. but before it wasn't something that was always like a sexy thing to do yeah. but it's important it's important it so let me ask you this all right so the Airbnb right cuz mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the Airbnb in detail and it's interesting i didn't even know that you can actually Airbnb uh an apartment or a home and not actually own it like yeah. i thought you had to like be the owner of the property mm-hmm. and then cuz it's like i didn't know you can actually do that so before anything right can you explain the differences between, okay, the different types of Airbnbs, like, as far as owner-occupied and renting and, like, how those work? Yeah. Is it, like, a subleasing type situation?
3: So, are you saying the difference between, so, like, like if I own, own this house? Yeah, like,
2: if I own this house as opposed to somebody else owns the house and then I'm you coming rent- in and I'm renting it. Okay, for so let's Airbnb. use
3: this house, for example. So, you own this house. So like I said, there's a few ways that you can go through Airbnb when it comes to knowing how to do the lease. So the owner could say, hey, um, I have this house and it might be up for 12, the same thing with short-term and long-term leasing. It might be up for $1,200 a month. Then I might come in, I might see that same property on the MLS or or something. Um, The MLS is the real estate site where people go look for houses. So I might say, hey, I want to... Use this property for Airbnb and explain to you the difference between short-term and long-term leasing. And this is considered master leasing. So I'm going to come to you and I'm going to say, hey, I have, I'll have i have my master leasing contract.
2: Can you, can you explain what master leasing mm-hmm. is? So master
3: leasing is like, say I have five properties already, or just say I had one, or say I had two. And I'm going to continue to keep adding. So it's like master leasing, these different places. That's how, that's how master leasing works. So I'm going to come to you as the owner. I'm going to say, hey, um, I have... These two other properties, this is what I make off these properties. I don't have any issues with parties. I don't have any issues with um, bad guests. I do major screening, deep screening. So what do you think? Okay. And that's that's the approach when it comes to mass release. Of course, it gets deeper when you talk about contracts because there's different kind of mass releasing contracts that you can use. But generally speaking, that's just what it is. Hey, this is my portfolio. What do you think?
0: So, so just from a number standpoint, let's hypothetically say that um, I'm paying... A thousand dollars rent. Yep. Right. Um, I can list that property that I'm renting for two thousand dollars, or you know what I mean? Like how do, how does that work from a number standpoint?
3: Okay. So, are you, so we want you want to talk about this house? Yeah. Let's use this house. So so when it comes, you have to specify the difference between short term and long term leasing. Okay. So like I said, if you were the owner of the unit of this property and you had this unit up for a thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. for a long term le- tenant, meaning Hey, this tenant is gonna pay a thousand dollars for a twelve month lease right. versus Airbnb, I can say, Hey, I'm gonna put this up on a short term rental platform and I can literally do this thousand dollars within a week.
0: Oh, so gotcha, what gotcha. you're making
3: in a month on long term leasing, I'm doing in a week.
0: So I'm gonna profit if that is the case, right? And I'm doing that a thousand dollars a week, I profit yeah, three thousand exactly. dollars a year Okay, gotcha. So
2: but but all right. That makes sense. But so it's like, okay, if I, if I want to just rent a home, right, yep. usually I just get a tenant. I want to charge them $1,000 a month. Uh-huh. They sign a one-year lease with me, uh-huh. and they're obligated to pay me $1,000 a month. Easy. Right. I get, that's easy. Everybody understands that. But now it's like you're coming, and you're saying, wait, don't do that. I'm going to come as an Airbnb host.
3: No. So what I'm saying is I'm going to do the same thing that you just said, except I'm going to put it up for Airbnb. So now when you talk about master leasing, it's, it becomes a point where you have to pay to play. So I might you might have to deal it up for $1,000, but I might need to convince you that I want to put it up on a short-term rental platform. So I might say, "Hey, let me give you 1,400 a month." Okay. See what I'm saying? Okay. Got you. And I'm going to go put it up on the platform. Got let you. me give you 1,400 a month. Your deposit might be half the rent. So yeah. your deposit might be 500. Okay, bet. Let me give you an $800 deposit.
0: All right. Okay. So we got that part. But let's go back just for a second. Mm-hmm. How do I even become an Airbnb host?
3: Is it so people that's that's where a lot of people um, get they they don't really know. It's yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. just going on the website and becoming a host. That's it. That's just it.
2: Create a username, password, profile. That's it.
3: You don't have to do that. Log in with your Google login, and you're a host. And your host. You're
2: host. And your host. You, you, without any property. I'm probably a host, host right now.
3: <laughs> um no no no. You have to list a property. You have to
0: Okay list one okay property. okay. Yep,
3: you have to have at least one to become. A it doesn't
0: have to be a home. It could be a room.
3: It could be a room. It could be a room in this house. Yeah.
0: We, so we t- told that story on, on an episode of how Airbnb was founded. It was started yeah, yeah, out yeah, yeah. with air mattresses in a room. Yeah
2: so all right so okay so if i have okay so you come to me you say okay i'm not gonna give you a thousand dollars a month i'm gonna sign a, a a year lease for 1400 right which okay now i'm getting 40 percent more than what i would have gotten absolutely but now you're in control of you can make as much money as you want mm-hmm. from the airbnb mm-hmm. get it so now you have to pay that 1400 dollars a month no matter what exactly so are owners open to that because it's like now it's one thing to have one person living in your, your place but now you got multiple
3: people
2: 10 people a month <laughs> maybe like, if you're know lucky. What I'm saying? like what's the
3: so we, yeah. one thing you have to understand about that that's with any business everybody's not going to tell you yes i haven't been told yes all the time um you run into those right people those right people will tell you yes that's how i feel about it um there are different people but like i said when it comes to even with my apartment with my apartment buildings i still do screening So you need to have your email address on your profile. You need to have your profile picture. You need to have your phone number. You need to have your um, government ID uploaded.
1: Mm. Everything
3: needs to be on there before Mm. you book my place. You won't be able to book unless you have all four of those credentials. Mm. So then when you talk about different people coming in and out, it becomes a... It's a risk anyway. Right. It's a risk with a long-term tenant. True. Because mm-hmm. you don't know this person. This is yeah, a complete stranger. Yeah.
0: So the long-term tenant, um, usually when you rent, you have to get some type of insurance. Is it the same for Airbnb? If I do it that way?
3: So you have to have insurance. You don't anyway. have to have, You
2: don't have, to have insurance to rent.
3: No, you don't have to have insurance to rent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I have a place, I have to have insurance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't you have, have to have insurance to rent a place. No,
2: you don't. And you have to. But the deposit. So you it's just it's tax. just like renting a regular apartment. Just exactly. You're gonna be paying a little bit more. And, but you, yep. so you're just subleasing it.
3: Yeah, because you're Pretty gonna make triple if you think about it. So it's really like So it's a win-win for everybody losing. because exactly. you're
2: gonna pay you're gonna pay the owner. You always have to pay the owner more.
3: Anyway. You don't have to because you have some owners that will be like, okay, a thousand is fine. You people don't understand the real estate industry, the market is so it, it's saturated, but it's not. So then you run into those owners that are like, Look, I just wanna get this property, I just wanna make income off of it. Mm-hmm. Because then there comes a point of time where some some landlords are not even making money. So, yeah. like, this house, they probably just threw it up for Airbnb because they probably wasn't making anything off of it. And I can honestly tell that by the furniture that's in it. They, <laughs> didn't, they didn't
1: get in
3: the business to scale it. It's like, dang, this, this house probably not – I couldn't find a long-term tenant. It's probably the area. It could be the house. It could be the, the, the design, the structure. It could be anything.
2: So, I, I thought I was going to ask you as far as – all right. So, as far as a regular person off the street that just wants to get involved in Airbnb, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know? Because it's like you signed a one-year lease but you're not planning on living there it's a risk yes. if you can't so like how do you know like this is something that I'm definitely going to be able to get off on Airbnb like how do you is it the area is it the location the what like what's what's the most important are you factor? saying
3: making just making rent like taking the risk I guess, of not I guess like rent? the
2: determining factors to say like I'm going to do,
0: yeah, do
3: like it in this, this area is yeah. okay, I see. like okay, so a good deal for the Airbnb. area the So let's talk about houses. The area is really the most essential thing. Where's the grocery store? Where's the nearest mall? Where's the airport? Where's the nearest movie theater? Mm. Um, Where are the amenities? Where's the leisure activity? There are some houses that are off. Like, for instance, the south side of Atlanta, there's houses that's off, but they probably get booked maybe every weekend. And then with houses, you also have to understand the seasons. People aren't, families aren't traveling all throughout the year. You get holiday season, families are traveling, that's it. So, houses have its down season versus apartments, like with my units, those corporate guys are always traveling. Like, they have to work regardless. Hmm. They're not coming to stay in a five-bedroom house. They're not coming to stay here. You guys are working. (laughs) But how many podcasts literally come through where it's four people and they need a three-bedroom, two bath? You see see what I'm saying? So, then you can, as a regular person coming off the street, to answer your question, I suggest starting off with apartments. Because yeah. it's easier, it's cheaper, you, you furnishing, it, it's not as much as furnishing the house. Yeah,
0: I was just thinking in my head, like you do both, right, you own some properties and you rent. Exactly. From which standpoint you're saying now, like renting the, the property is easier, it's less risk.
3: Yeah, it's less risk. Okay. Um, and then when it comes to buying, if you, ha- if you already don't have a property under a mortgage, I don't suggest going to get a mortgage to put a property up for Airbnb. Because think about it, if you have a $200,000 mortgage, how long is it going to take you to make your money back?
0: It's going to be a minute. Yeah, versus
3: <laughs> if you already have a property and you're like, maybe I'm moving out of town. Or maybe I'm moving on the other side of town. But I don't want to let my house go. Yeah. I or maybe, don't got time to sell it. Maybe
0: you want to switch that property after the year lease is up.
3: Yeah, or maybe you want to yeah. some extra income. Yeah. You you got a bunch of different options there. So you get those people that are like, hey, I, I just want to do something with this house. And it doesn't take, you don't really know when to find a long-term tenant. Then you get a wait list with long-term tenants. People don't pass background checks. People don't make the deposit. Income, they don't got income. It's all kind of stuff that comes with finding a long-term tenant that people don't realize.
2: So you would suggest, okay, if somebody was looking to get into Airbnb, it makes more sense to do it the subleasing route as opposed to like buying a place just for the purpose of Airbnb. Right, correct. It's going to take you a lot longer to get the money back. Yeah. Yeah makes sense,
0: makes
3: sense. I've honestly never seen anybody do it that way.
2: You've never seen anybody buy something?
3: I've I've never seen somebody go buy something to go put up Airbnb, never. Even the huge corporations that are here, that's short term leasing, they're sub leasing.
2: So, there's corporations that do what you do, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: They have them up on all the platforms. There's other platforms, too, besides Airbnb. There's HomeAway. There's VRBO. There's Booking.com, TripAdvisor, all those, too.
0: So, those corporations, they're coming in. They're not they're not getting one property. They're getting
2: maybe six yeah, to 12 properties exactly. at a time. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's the, what's the profit margins? Like, if you, all right, let's say a house costs $1,000. Mm-hmm. How much can a person realistically make in a month like is it three times like what like what's the goal actually that's a better question what's the goal like you could say okay i'm gonna pay a thousand but i want to get no less than three thousand like is it something like that so
3: let me tell you something about the the business and i'm gonna i'm gonna look at the camera and say this it's not a business that you get into and you start profiting 30 grand just because you got five units. That's not how it works. The platform is for you to progress. So I started with my first month and I might've made $1,500. My second month, I might've made 3,000. My third month, I might've made 4,000. My fifth month, I might've did 10 grand. So it's, it's a business that where you can grow into. Some people, they look at my page and they look at my business and they're like, oh, that's what I want to do. Oh, she's doing this, oh, she's doing that. And they don't know what it took for me to get there. So I didn't start off making 30 and 40 grand a month. That's not how it worked. You're on your leisure. Yes, you have to you and then the thing about Airbnb, you become there's a, a status that you, that you become. It's called a super host status. The super host status puts you up in the algorithm. So when I say algorithm, I mean, say you're going out of town and you're searching on booking.com or Airbnb. You might see 30 pages. Mm-hmm. Who's going to the 30th page? Nobody makes Nobody. It, it to you. Thank you.
2: Oh, so the so, Airbnb so has an algorithm to reach to the top. Airbnb,
3: that's the biggest thing on Airbnb is to be in the algorithm. If how, you're not in the algorithm, you're not getting booked. How do you get there? You, there's a lot of different things just with listing the property. Um, it's hard to say do this, do that. Honestly, mm-hmm. when it comes to the algorithm, there's just different things you have to know as a host that needs to be done or needs to be listed properly on your unit, yeah. on your listing. Okay. So when it comes to the algorithm itself, you have the superhost status. Superhosts are already up in the algorithm.
2: Then what's the superhost?
3: Um, a superhost, it's a ninety-day assessment. So once you get it, you have to maintain it. You don't get it and then keep it. You have to keep maintaining it every quarter. So they do it every every ninety days. There's a um, a superhost assessment. So you have to have. You only have one cancellation every three hundred and sixty-five days. Okay. Literally, you're on pins and needles. Okay. Um, for a year, uh, or you lose it. So you won't get superhost status if you cancel.
0: So, that's, I mean, that's really out of your if control, right? If you cancel right? or the guest cancel? No,
3: if you cancel. The oh, okay. guest canceling has nothing to do with your Oh, status. okay, okay, okay. If okay. you cancel. So, like you said, the leaks, mm-hmm. maintenance, maybe housekeeping didn't show up, those yeah. kind of things. Complaints? Complaints in regard to what? Like
2: if somebody complains about your Airbnb.
3: No, if they if they ever occupy your unit, it won't count.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so, once they open the door, it
3: That's counts.
2: it, yeah. Okay. It now, you—I
0: you, not to cut you off, but you said group. that... um. You, you went from a three thousand to six down to ten thousand, mm-hmm. and you talked to us off camera about having that mindset of scaling business. Yes. What are some things that help scale, right? Because you walked in here today, and you're like, well, yeah, okay. I look. Your vision was a lot different from <laughs> yeah. when we walked in.
3: Right. So when it comes to scaling, you have to have automated systems in place. Okay. That is it. What? Your systems.
2: So like, what 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 yeah. kind of automated?
3: Housekeeping automated system. So and I'm gonna be completely transparent, housekeeping was the biggest downfall of my business, 2019. I hated housekeeping. So housekeeping is the most important, it's the most essential thing to the Airbnb business. Why
0: was it the worst? Is it like, were you go actually going in and doing it? No,
3: it was the volume that I was having and having to have a housekeeper keep up with my volume. Mm. So I was running through, my turnover rate for housekeepers were like, it was crazy. Like I was looking for a new housekeeper every week. So sometimes I might have six checkouts and then what you have to understand is checkout is at 11. Check in is at three. So it might take the housekeeper because you got to do linen, you got to wash linen and you have to dry it. So it normally takes a minimum two hours. Mm -hmm. So now between 11 and three, I got six properties that need to be cleaned. Three of those might got another check in coming in. So Mm -hmm. what if I only have one housekeeper? Who's going to clean those other two properties that has another check in? Those, Those three that didn't have a check in, I might can get those tomorrow. But then that's a risk because what if somebody wants to book that night?
0: So what do you do? Do you find more than one, or you find a, a company of housekeepers? What do you do? So
3: now I, I've, I've come to the point. At first, I was using housekeepers from different companies, or I would just post on my Instagram like, "Hey, I need a housekeeper." Mm-hmm. But then when I had to realize, "Hey, I'm running a hospitality company. It's not just a sweep of a broom or wiping off the counters or cleaning the toilet. It's different. You have to stage the unit. How's the, Is a tissue full? Are the? Is the shampoo, the conditioner, and the soap out? Is the paper towels on? Like housekeepers, they would do something like leave. A Quarter of a roll tissue in the bathroom, absolutely not. <laughs> it, it's those little things that really yeah, count. Yeah, yeah, you totally. It goes
2: people. a long way. It goes it a way. Goes That's a what long I'm
3: way. saying. Make sure coffee and cream are out. Make, Make sure true.
2: you have washcloths.
3: Everything, at least enough. Because <laughs> if I are not only enough, speaking enough, with, I'm coming.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some, I mean, we've it's been a in cultural some of thing, yeah. But
2: yeah. It's, Some people don't believe in washcloths. I noticed when you go to Airbnb, you, you never. you you know he's
0: only speaking you know
2: who's you know who owns the airbnb if they don't have wash it's 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 a fact it's it's strange Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so my question now is right so when you when you hire a company of cleaners right if you keep using them does it help now with the cost do you now make a deal to say you know what we've been using you or we got so many properties now can you cut the cost a little bit
3: so now when i talk about automated systems when I say the mistakes that I made, now I've come to the point where I needed my own housekeeping company. You
0: created your own. Yeah, so yeah. now I have my
3: I have my own housekeeping. Dope. So the, the thing that I was trying to do was support somebody else's business. That was my thing because I already had the, the Airbnb business going. So mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, let me just find maybe, you know, somebody that could clean for me. Mm-hmm. But then it became a point in time like, oh, no, this is not working because they don't take my business as serious as I do. So now I need to find somebody to put on my own payroll okay. for housekeeping. And that's that's how I started the automated systems. Now you only work for me. Now I don't have to worry about you saying, Oh, I gotta go clean this property over here on the south side or Oh, I gotta I got another job. No, you don't. It's not on my schedule.
2: <laughs> not on
0: my schedule.
3: Exactly. So, so, so that's y- what I mean by a
2: real boss. Systems. So you, have, a, you boss. have You have an in house cleaning service. Yep. Dope. And
3: I just did that within two, three months.
2: And how how many cleaners do you have?
3: Only three. But it's enough
2: right now. <laughs> right now, so Still and they o- they only work for your property.
0: They only
3: work for my properties.
2: That's dope. She's twenty three, y'all. Nah, that's dope. <laughs> now that makes sense because it's like it's like you got to <laughs> from a convenience level, yeah. And you got to spend that money anyway, yeah. So, so like right you now. said, why not spend it where it's on your watch exactly. as opposed to somebody else's watch? Right. And now you cut out the nonsense. Yeah.
3: And makes- then when you talk about c- cost. Normally so like normally housekeepers charge like 70 or 80 dollars for um, If so just say you wanted your own apartment clean, mm-hmm. they might charge you 80 dollars for a one bedroom one bath mm-hmm. I'm not paying that if you clean 10 of my units in one day So now hey, let's what about 55. So now I only pay 50 45 to 55 depending on the cleaner for each unit which is not bad because i charged my guests 90. Hmm. so
0: so the, the cleaning service is put inside of the, the rental the post. reservation
3: exactly perfect, so you perfect. guys pay the cleaning fee <clears throat> yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: so so you get paid on that you get paid on the, on the back end. Yes, sir. I just thought about that. Because yeah, <laughs> you got to get the cleaning fee. I so need it's... that
3: cap out of you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yo, all right, all right. She's a real that. hustler, no, y'all. Yo. I just thought about <laughs> that. You got to get, get <laughs> so, some money up front and on the back
0: don't end. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got the cleaning uh, service, right? What are some other automated systems that we have in place? Because um, I'm looking the cleaning. That's a checklist. What else we got to yeah.
3: do? So uh, check-ins, having a lockbox. So you guys had a code on the door. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't work everywhere remind you, but it is an automated system because I don't have to then go meet the guests. Because I do have some units where my assistant has to go actually meet them to check in.
0: Yeah, we had a a situation with a lockbox in LA. No, he almost
2: got killed. Troy almost got killed. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) right?
0: Yeah, no, we we went to LA and we did an Airbnb and uh, we got in late, like, 12, 2 in the morning. Yeah, like And two the lockbox was in the middle of an it was, alley. It was in an alley. In LA. Nah. And um, we're sitting there, Shadi's trying to get the lockbox open. He can't get it open. So like we're pulled into an alley, yeah. lights on, we see people down the alley. And I'm yeah. like, damn. All right. We left the alley, came back. I'm like, maybe that's not the right one. We came. So we came back, circled back to the same alley. He's back at the box. Now I see two people at the end of the alley. I'm like, Yo, am somebody coming this way, bro. Okay. And he's like, yo, just keep an eye on him. I'm like, I right. his back's turned. Yeah. They walk into me, and um, they walk up to me, and this dude flashes a gun. And I'm like.
2: In the alley, In the alley. This dude's back is turned. He's trying to unlock the box. Now he pulled the burnout on him. That's a fact. He asked him what said he was banging. He like he's like we're not gang banging we're just doing a financial literacy. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it was the cra- It was like the most. It was the craziest moment
0: because like his back was turned. He like yo, what, what set you claiming? I'm like yo, bro, we just we just hit on some. Video. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what you doing. So then he he said alright and walked off and like. 10 seconds later, Shaggy's like, yo, what do you want? <laughs> I'm like, yo, bro, where was you? What was
3: so my question is, where was the actual apartment? It was across it was, the street. that wasn't a unit where you can do will mean, That was a lazy landlord. <laughs> yeah, that no, was crazy. A that, lazy host.
2: Never do a, uh, um, that was dangerous, <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. See, they
3: probably had a unit to where you couldn't put a lockbox on the door. So yeah. they're like, oh, y'all coming in at 2 o'clock in the morning? There's no way I can check y'all in.
0: Yeah, and, and, uh, no way I nah, would was crazy. It was nah. a crazy moment.
2: But LA was good to yeah. us out Luckily, there. We, we made it out. <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
3: Okay. But yeah, so check, self check, um, having self-checking units or just checking concierge period is another automated system. Uh, what's another automated system? Inventory. I've learned to automate inventory mm. because you have to keep, you have to be sure. So the way that I have mine set up is I'll have a box for my housekeepers and I'll have a box for my large storage for my for my clients as well. Mm-hmm. So I might keep, 50 rows of uh, tissue and 20 rows of paper towels in the large box in the storage, but in the unit, I might only keep five paper towels and 10 tissues. Okay. So now when my housekeepers are coming, just say I have somebody come stay Monday and Tuesday, they check out Tuesday. Then I have somebody come in Wednesday, they check out Friday. Mm-hmm. Now my housekeepers not, are not worried about going back to the large storage to get inventory. It's already in the unit. Yeah. So it, it kind of, if I was to write it down, it'll and show you it'll you'll see what I'm saying. Yeah. But basically I'm saying I don't have to worry about them after every checkout figuring out where's tissue, where's paper towels, yeah, where's coffee? are not food. having it's already the, here. The
0: supplies already yeah. here. So we're talking about tissue, paper towel, uh coffee if, if yeah. you've yeah. done it right. Creamer, creamer. Water bottles. Yeah, you know what?
3: Washcloths, rags.
0: Yeah, some some of the ones we stayed in didn't leave us any of that. But we we ain't gonna throw anybody <laughs> under the bus.
2: Nah, it's dope, man. And, and like you said, I mean it's keeping it all in-house. And um, it only makes sense because it all relates to the business. Right. It's not like, it's like if you got to get your tires repaired, now if they can fix your window too, it's like, you know, it's easier as mm-hmm. opposed yeah. to like, all right, you got to go for the one mechanic for one thing, another exactly. mechanic for, for another thing. Else. You can do everything in-house. Yep.
3: Yeah.
0: What so about that, lawn care? Is that something that is in oh your no. systems?
3: For, for my ho- for my two houses, what? yeah, but that's not often because there's really no grass. Okay. It ain't that kind of house. Okay. Yeah. It's a it's on a college campus on Georgia Tech's campus, and those kids they don't care. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So ah. you were, you are were, like, you are a college student and you had Airbnbs yep, on college on
3: a college campus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you was you, was, you was trapping out of campus. <laughs> <laughs> you was trapping out the band though. <laughs> so all right. So now we got we that was that was a bunch of education. We're gonna go into some 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 do's and don'ts for the Airbnb industry in the next segment and um, some more game. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, one question that I had was, like, so the regular homeowner, I got that, somebody wants to just rent their home or their apartment, if they own it, whatever. But when you talk about, like, these apartment buildings where um, nobody owns them, they're just, yeah. like, part whether it's luxury or just a regular apartment building, mm-hmm. but the, it's owned by, like, a corporation that owns the building, And you, but you could still Airbnb that, like, how does that, who do you approach? Because you don't approach the owner, like, how does that work? And this is, I just want to make this clear too, like, every state is different. We're in Georgia right now, so, you know, obviously I know LA's kind of cracking down, Boston, yeah. so this conversation is geared, a lot of the stuff can be geared towards everything, but this probably will be geared towards where we're at now in Atlanta, right? You got to check your own states and cities, mm-hmm. but like in Atlanta, right? How yeah. does how does that work?
3: So in Atlanta, we don't have any regulations here yet. I'm not going to move it because <laughs> <know. laughs> um, the the reason the regulations are in place are due to people having those large parties. There's some crazy things that go on in the Airbnb industry that people don't realize. Like it gets deeper than just checking in and checking out guests. Mm -hmm. Um, You get to a point where, like for instance, one of my units, my housekeeper went in and there was blood everywhere. Wow! So she called me. Like she was literally, she was afraid. My assistant called me. She's like, Lexi, and I'm like, What's going on? It was the first time I've had it happen. When
0: they checked in, it was no, no, no. When the housekeeper
3: went to clean, oh, the housekeeper. Okay, okay, okay. There was blood everywhere. So you have those different things where the government wants to regulate, and then of course. They don't get paid off us. There's people on the on the platform that's making a million dollars, five million dollars, and the government gets none of it. Mm. So you know how they are. They want a piece of everybody's piece. pie. So when it comes to those regulations, those states, they have their reasons why, whether it's for tax regulations, whether it's for those. So here in Atlanta, I know we have this thing where even in our mansions, people want to have those large parties, and then you have neighbors, the cars are parked all in the cul-de-sac. Like, yeah. those, those are all different reasons the regulations come about. So when it comes to... The luxury apartments, um, it's really hard for them to regulate it yeah. here because none of those issues are really going on besides the tax regulations, which yeah. is government controlled.
0: Now, where, where we live, like, obviously, um, having subleasing sometimes is frowned upon. Mm-hmm. What's that like here in Atlanta?
3: Subleasing, like, for the luxury apartments? Yeah. So, there, so, to your question, Alex, there's, there's units where they don't care about you doing it, uh-huh. but you're not supposed to. Okay. So, like, there's a few buildings here in Atlanta to where they don't really care. Like, you can, they know the whole building is Airbnb. <laughs> like, don't overtry me. I'm coming here and applying. It's my Airbnb. <laughs>
0: they
2: got new tenants every three days. Yeah. So but, 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 like, but, so, but, like, how does that work, though? Like, do you have to actually apply for the apartment like you're renting it yourself?
3: Yes. Yeah, so, you would yeah. you would go in, apply regular as if you are renting it yourself. Okay. And you furnish it as if it was an Airbnb. You know, like, yeah, not yeah, as yeah. if you were living in it, as if somebody was coming to stay in for a few days. You do everything the same as if you were moving in. People think it's so hard; it's not.
2: But you can only do that. You can't really scale with that because it's like, how many apartments can you lease under your name? Unless you do it through a company.
3: Um. So the company is different, but renting a mountain apartments under your name don't matter. Oh. Because okay. yeah. only the inquiries go on your report, not the apartments. The apartments only go on your credit report if you get evicted or if you leave a balance. So you can,
2: you can rent as many apartments as you want. Yeah. As long as you pay them.
3: As long as you pay them. What's the
0: so? I mean, I know you have a background in credit. Hmm. I do. Yeah. Um, what was the role that credit plays in being a part of this Airbnb hosting?
3: Um, so no evictions. Um, a lot of places, no bankruptcies, and then away from credit, no. You have to have a clear background. That's all they all that matters. There's
0: no minimum score or anything like that.
3: Um, de- decent. I think a lot. So for luxury, I think you got to have at least like a six hundred, six twenty. That's it. Yeah, it's not that bad. Like you
2: ain't got to walk in the Renault 850 <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like right. what about like um, a Like Me personally when I look at the Airbnbs I'm always big on like the pictures And mm-hmm. I'm like some people Don't have like one picture And then some people their pictures look crazy I never forget my, Shout out to my man Jamal We went to Asia for 30 days And uh, we picked the Airbnb In Thailand And it was crazy like the It was so crazy like the pictures look dope and we got there, and it, it, <laughs> they, we was driving for like five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen, twenty, and it's like the back roads. and I'm like, "All right, wonder what this, like, oh, this is going to <laughs> be." And we get there, and it's a luxury apartment building. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. It literally, we look out of the window, and there's like kids playing in the street with no shoes. Like we're in, wow. the, like we're in the trenches. Yeah, and I'm like where did this come from right. like, you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it's did like did they
3: show the outside on the pictures no
2: they didn't so <laughs> uh, got it got him so so like from, from for the first question that i have is like photography how important is photography and like what is there like certain things like you should always show your kitchen you should mm-hmm. throw your bed. like what tips can you give on that
3: so let me tell you the two main contact points for any airbnb listing the listing title and its pictures so, the not its pictures, the main picture on the front. Mm-hmm. So, be careful booking Airbnbs. If it doesn't show the outside, don't book it.
2: Got you. I,
0: it, just,
3: it. I was just looking at um, Airbnbs yesterday for Miami. And if it didn't show the outside, I was scrolling right by. When you
2: say the outside, you mean like out of the house or like a street view or?
3: A picture of where I'm walking into. The, the, so, for this house, on the street. On the I want to see how the whole house looks. For apartment building, I want to see the apartment building. Mm-hmm. For... Um, a mid-rise, I want to see the mid-rise. So, the, t- like I said, the two main contact points for uh, Airbnb listing is its title, because these are the two first things guests see when they're scrolling.
0: Yeah, so when you put the title, you're putting first the bedrooms and like, mm-hmm. is there a format?
3: So, th- the way that I tell my clients is, don't list the city, because people already know where they're traveling to. Okay. They only give you a certain amount of characters to list a title, so don't be redundant. Meaning, if I go in, before you go searching for anything, you have to type where you want to stay. So if I'm typing, I want to stay in Atlanta for five days, I don't want to see a listing title that says Atlanta. Because okay. now my listing title is going to be not important. It's not going to be important. You wasted
0: some characters. Yeah, so. you're
3: wasting your characters. So the with the listing title, um, they see that, and then I might add a star on it. A lot of people don't know that, so that's a tip. I might add a star on my listings. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. Depend on the unit. Um, and then the 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 main contact photo, which is the first photo they see. Gotcha. It needs to be bright. It needs to be lit up. It um, doesn't need to be... A lot of times it's either the living room or the kitchen, depending on how how nice the kitchen looks.
0: Now, we spoke about the photography and you said that's a big point, right? Obviously taking the pictures. Right. But the interior design, how it looks inside is very important. Right. You walked in here today and you (laughs) said, all right, there's some things, right? You were calculating things in your head. I saw it. Mm -hmm. Do you have an interior design background or is there a team of people that you've built along your journey?
3: So I don't have an interior designer background, but I know how to do a little something. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I just have an eye for the business like this is my niche yeah. so when I walked in here I was like you know like that's just me even even when the one I went to I just came back from Utah mm-hmm. like I was looking for everything I saw in the pictures and everything was there yeah. so I'm not saying be petty or be like um, looking for small things but the interior designer things do matter people want to be comfortable when they come stay that's that's the main point yeah if you want if you're comfortable here I get a five-star review
0: is there a standard thing? Like, I know a lot of times when we talk to people, um, alumni that are doing real estate, mm-hmm. they keep things standard, right? We spoke to Greg Parker, he says he has the same paint for his door, same paint for his walls. Yes. Is there a standard design that you have when it's your place? Like, we know we're staying in Lexi's spot? No. Just Not depends. at all. Okay.
3: Because so let me let me tell you this. When it comes to real estate, it's a little different. Greg is right. Like I know Greg's standard. I know his is great. When I when I walk yeah. in, it's gonna be gray It's gonna be white tile on the ground. Yeah. All the walls are gonna be and gray. The Doors gonna be red. And the doors <laughs> gonna be red. That's, that's <laughs> big business. Yeah. Um. But my units, I I try to do them all different because one thing, the unit, the the industry is becoming saturated. Number one. Number two, if mine is different than everyone else's. People are going to book mine. Mm. So like I have a movie theater and it took me forever to come up with this idea. Uh, I was like, dang, I'm tired of doing the corporate units or just the luxury units where it's just a sofa, uh, a kitchen, you know, a coffee maker. I was like, Mm. I want to do something different. So when I thought of the movie theater, I was like, okay, bet. I got a projector. Mm. I got a crown molding wall. I got a popcorn machine. I got a a tray full of snacks. If you were at a real movie theater. And this is in a
0: house? No,
3: this is at a loft. Okay. that I have here. It's a loft. It's not an apartment. It's a loft.
0: That's what we, you know, we're going to have to... Next time we come back to Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs>
3: Absolutely.
0: Now, that's dope. So a lot of people sell experiences in part of their package as well. Exactly. That's Is that it. something you do as well?
3: No, I don't do the experience. That's like more so of a business, like um, maybe doing pottery or maybe doing something like going to get fried ice cream, Mm -hmm. photography, skateboarding, things like that. The movie theater is more so of a vibe. So like I'll get couples that come in, a bunch of anniversaries. Um, A lot of husbands, they'll bring their wives. I've had, I know for a fact like 20 of those kind of reservations. Um, I have people, they bring kids. They'll have like um, girls nights, slumber parties, those kind of things for for that unit. And then my friend Maddie, he's also in the business. He has an arcade and his Mm. arcade is listed at like 1,700 a night. Wow. So just from him scaling his business, doing it a different way, um, to answer your question, look look how much he gets to yeah, charge. That's, that's an yeah. so and he only pays nineteen hundred and rent a month for that unit.
0: Seventeen hundred a nineteen hundred month. Exactly. Wow. So okay. you could
2: Airbnb stuff besides just living. Like you could yeah. Airbnb Yeah.
3: Yeah, you can, you can. There's, there's some creative things. There's a treehouse here in Atlanta. It's not Atlanta. I think it's Stone Mountain. She charges three seventy five a night, and she's booked all the way until the end of December twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, I think I saw something saw like that. House? Yeah, it's like I'm like, wait, why would somebody? But people want unique experiences. Yes. They want sometimes they want to be away from the city, like, like, like a real treehouse. Yeah, tree house? yeah like Listen, no joke. Her
3: husband built it. He's a mechanic. He built the. He built a treehouse in their backyard. It's literally in the middle of nowhere, a bunch of woods. He tore down a few trees and he built the treehouse. You walk over a bridge. I saw,
0: I a saw bridge. the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk
3: over the bridge with the Christmas lights. It's beautiful. The tub. You looking out the window? Like I'm gonna have to show it to you. It looks really. It's beautiful and it's 375 a night and she's booked every night. Like you can't even book it right now and she still appears in the algorithm. That's big. <laughs> That's that is. really big.
0: So there's a lot of costs that come into this, right? So I, I listed a few, and if, if I miss some, let me know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the furniture and the decor yep. that you have to put up. Yes. People don't think about this, but the TV, the cable, because yep. that happens. Wi-Fi, obviously. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you put the cleaning costs. Is there any other costs that people don't really know about that they should if they're getting into this?
3: So you ha- So let me um, go over my checklist. So you have the rent. You have the deposit. Okay. You have the application fee. You have the admin fee. Um, you have furniture, decor, You have basic amenities like paper towels, tissue, because I buy those things in bulk. Mm -hmm. So it's best to buy them in bulk. Let me tell you why. When I first started, I would be buying, like I would go to the dollar store and get like a four pack of tissue. (laughs) And then I find myself going, the guests talking about they ain't got no tissue, I gotta wake up at five o'clock in the morning to take them tissue. So then that's when I started buying it in bulk. So, you know, once you start buying things in bulk, laundry detergent, coffee, creamer, you know, that stuff kind of adds up. So you have um, those basic amenities and then you have, you don't have to do cable. A lot of my units have Fire Stick. Okay. So the Fire Stick has live TV. It has Mm pay-per-view so they can see all the fights and stuff like that. You don't have to have cable. Cut close
0: on that, okay. Mm -hmm.
3: And then Wi-Fi, of course, you have to have Wi-Fi and your... Electricity. Yep, Georgia Power. That's it. So I tell my clients... (laughs) Don't Outside of those That I listed You don't need anything else So when you get furniture Don't go get No furniture line of credit mm. Cause that's an extra bill That you're gonna have to pay Every month mm. Don't do it
2: well, Let it. me ask you this Cause it's like I told you off camera I was thinking about Doing this in LA But I wanted to live there Do you recommend Is that a good idea To like Have a, have a place Where you're actually Physically living yourself Or you shouldn't Mix those two
3: So you're saying If
2: like lift there part time And then oh, okay. Airbnb, Airbnb It out part time. You can
3: you can do that. That with me, I got real OCD with people with me sleeping behind people. Mm-hmm. And then you're sleeping behind different people. So that's just my personal preference. The
2: vibe is not it's a little Mm-mm. off. Because yeah. you
3: get you get different people coming, people international, you get bed bugs. <laughs> people don't understand this is this is I really run a mini hotel if you think about it. So when I think about that, hotels have bed bugs. Yeah. And people you just never know where people are coming from. So I honestly don't suggest that way. Some people don't care just because they travel so much but me i would never do that
0: okay well so let's say um let's take for example april i book a ho- i book one of your spots uh but something comes up and i have to cancel is that um something that's rolled into your course like how, how does that work cancellation fees
3: so with airbnb there are three different cancellation policies you have um strict you have moderate and you have flexible so flexible sh- flexible moderate and strict strict you have to cancel within 14 days I believe moderate, you got seven days, and flexible, 48 hours.
0: Which one do you recommend?
3: I do strict. Strict. Oh, Strip? no, you're not getting over on me.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because you
3: have, <laughs> to, you have to be careful with taking that risk of not getting booked if someone cancels 24 hours before or 48 hours before and you don't get booked.
0: And you, could, you lost money because it wasn't.
3: Now, now, there are some instances where people will reach out to me based on how their profile looks and that becomes a screening. Like I had a guy, he had like 20 reviews, all were five star, and he told me his grandfather passed and he sent me the, um, I didn't even ask him for documentation, he sent me the, I think he sent the death certificate, I gave him a full refund. Okay. So I'm not like, no, I don't don't go that far. But if you're just canceling and you don't tell me anything, Mm -hmm. then no, you're not getting your money back. Got you. Can't do it Got like you.
0: that. <laughs> and, and most people don't know Airbnb takes a percentage of each reservation, right? You want to talk about that a little bit?
3: So Airbnb takes a three percent service fee, but it doesn't come out of your profits or what you make. Where does it come from? The guests pay it. Uh-huh. Yep. So th- so let me say this: the guest the guest has this <laughs> fee, and you have your you have to pay three percent um, service fee for Airbnb. Okay.
2: Got it. Gotcha. So how quick can you get an Airbnb? Like, all right, let's say I get an apartment and um how quick of a turnaround can i realistically expect to start airbnbing it out and somebody coming to
3: so with so honestly i'm going to be straight up with you so my units i tell my clients you don't take longer than seven days to get furnished if you take longer than seven days i'm putting you at the back of my list because this is what happens say i paid 1200 dollars in rent on the first i need to be listed by the seven why Say I take 14 days. Guess what, rent coming up in two more weeks. <laughs> so now you're coming out of pocket with rent.
1: Mm.
3: It doesn't make sense, it makes your investment pointless. The point of it is to get somebody, it's a short term rental business. So you got a short period of time to get listed. You understand what I'm saying? So when I, when I tell my clients, hey, once you get your keys, you need to, once you're you applying for the place, you need to be getting furniture. If you know you're not gonna get approved, then you don't need to be applying. You need to find somebody who you know is gonna get approved. <laughs> So once you get listed, once you get um, your keys, I tell them seven days. A lot of them take three or four days. It just depends. Then I'm scheduling my photographer. So I'll do my walkthrough to make sure everything looks as it looks, as I did here. Mm -hmm. And then I'll schedule the photographer. The photographer, he's my own photographer. So he normally gets them back to me within 24 hours. I'm listing them.
2: And then how long, when you list it, what's the usual turnaround time for somebody actually books it?
3: Two hours, three hours. Three hours? I can show you that on my phone. My clients be getting booked. They be having five reservations by the 24-hour mark, period.
0: Period with a T.
3: Period. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying the. No, 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 I was just saying period. I'm saying by the 24 hour mark. Oh, okay, or like The, oh, the actual period, period. <laughs> not like a city girl's period, like an actual, not a a, city
1: girl's a
2: period. actual, actual period. Actual period. <laughs> both were the same. It's the same period. So same yeah,
3: period. by by 24 hours, they have they be they be like Lexi, is this my unit? I be like, yep, that's you.
0: That's you. Yep. That's, All right, so outside of the cleaning thing you said that was kind of hurt you in the business. Is there any other obstacles that you face um, that you can tell people like, mm-hmm. hey, look out for this?
3: Look out for this. Screening. Um, you have to be careful of people who have negative reviews already. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are, oh, let me say this. Natives. I don't accept them in a reservation. <laughs> I just don't. Because this is what I asked them. Why yeah. do you need my place if you live here? Nothing. I, I will accept them under conditions. Because I have people who live here and they have businesses. They'll come film. Like this. Yeah. I get these all the time. Okay. Um people cooking shows. They love how the kitchen's set up. Um what else? Just just So you businesses. think like
2: if, if they live in a city it's something fishy. They throwing a party. They probably throwing a party Thank at you. the spot. They're doing are you something. doing
3: something you ain't got no business doing. Now, I do get those couples. <laughs> you cheating on your wife.
2: You're doing something. You're doing something. So I'm extra. No, no, I'm my
3: business, doing it. No, 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 you're doing something. You're doing
2: something. you doing
3: something. <laughs> But I, I will ask them if I see that your profile states, because your profile would state you live in Atlanta. Yeah. And then if I look at your area code, if it's a 404-770-470 or 678, I'm not going to accept you. Well, so...
2: That's, no. the, that's the area. That's the zip codes.
3: Those are four zip codes for Atlanta
2: got gotcha. you what so no, a, lot, a so lot of times people say
0: no parties in the airbnb right but mm-hmm. there's no cameras inside is that based on the security outside is that something that should be standard in, in all airbnbs having a, a, a security camera outside to see what the traffic coming in you
3: don't know a party <laughs> you you will know i know a party every time i had a guy come stay in the loft the movie theater loft and he told me it was him his wife and his kids mm. his two kids when i went in there it was 12 pizza boxes at the door. It was four trash bags. They had a bunch of pink and yellow plates and a bunch of pink and yellow silverware in the cabinet. This ain't no kids. He <laughs> was like, oh yeah, I live out of town and my kids came, um, my wife came, and we just we just had a party. So I, on that unit, I had a camera. I had hmm. a ring camera. And I didn't look at my cameras like, I don't go look at them. If a guest tell me something, I'll believe it. Like, yeah, I was yeah. like, okay. But something kept telling me, my instinct was like, go look at these cameras. This man had 14 people in my unit. He said it was only supposed to be four people. There were 14 people. It was a huge little slumber party with a bunch of girls. Like, you know, Thanks it so. wasn't an issue. It was a principle. If you would have just told me that from before, I would have let you did. But, but because you didn't tell me, now you're about to give me that $20 per extra guest fee.
0: That's what I was going to say. So that's a, there's a charge for every person yep. that comes in outside yep. of that? $20. Okay.
3: You can charge what you want to charge. Some people charge 10 Some people charge 15 but I charge 20
0: Whoever that man is... Um you played yourself, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to the security, it really, you will know a party. Like, I, I've had units where there were ashes everywhere. They leave roaches all in the, you know, on the counter. Just mm. messy. You'll smell it because a lot of them don't have balconies. All, they're just mm. careless.
2: So you could just decide not to um, let somebody use your Airbnb? Yep. And there's no reason why you got to give them?
3: Well, if they book and you want to cancel them, you have to give a reason. But if they're just inquiring, you don't have to accept them. You get what I'm saying? So you on Airbnb, you can inquire and send like a message, like, "Hey, um, how close is this to the to the airport?" That's an inquiry. And then I have the option of accepting the um, pre approval. Yeah. So you can go accept the pre approval or you can just do an instant book. It's and either one.
0: Do you do a I know like as a guest you can write a review, but does the owner of yep. you write a guest review? We as hope well? we,
3: we write reviews as well. So if
0: I'm the it's the first time I signed up for Airbnb and I'm trying to get a spot, obviously I don't have any reviews. Yeah. Does that is that looked upon a a certain uh, way? A
3: lot there are a lot of first timers. So okay. you I really don't judge off you not having any reviews. Okay. If you don't have any reviews, it's like don't hang yourself type thing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm giving you the rope. (laughs) How do
2: you know what to charge?
3: Um, You have to, that comes with location, furniture, um, the amenities that you offer. Um, Those are the three main things. Do you just take
2: like the monthly rent divided by 30 days and kind of come up with that?
3: No. So you, you do have to do it that way, speaking technical. But when you are getting into the business, don't go get a unit for that where you have to pay five thousand dollars and you know you only can charge a hundred dollars a night mm. because then you're not doing 100 times 30. you got to do like a 100 times 19 a 100 times 20 because you have to account for those vacant nights, nights. Mm. you might not get booked every night
2: and weekends are always more
3: yeah well you can make it that way mines aren't oh, some yeah? people no
0: is there a specific time of the year that is just peak season or yeah um
3: now it's peak season because so Everyone's unit is different. Um, I have a contract. I have a contract with a uh, um, acting agency, so I have to. It's Sony, so I have a lot of actors that come in, and it's pilot season. Okay. I think I just learned that, so I don't even know okay. nothing about no pilot season. I yeah. guess a bunch of actors are traveling, yeah. um, so they are they're coming. Um, so about from this time to about summertime, it slows down when it's back to school time. Yeah. So like August, September, it starts to slow down. Um, and I'm
0: sure Tyler Perry bringing everything he's brought oh, yeah. to Atlanta is helping that. But honestly, right? he's Atlanta.
3: about to build his own hotel on his campus, on Damn. his base. One stop shop for real. Pissed. <laughs> he's, he's, I love him, but pissed. He, he,
2: he has automated systems.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's about to build a whole hotel on his um, base. Oh wow, it's crazy. No,
2: wow. That's, that's, so one last question. So all right. So you don't have you don't have to have any special insurance.
3: No, just a hundred thousand dollars, depending on the property.
2: Hundred thousand dollars of renters insurance. Yep, or?
3: renters insurance on the renter's apartments, insurance. on the luxury apartments. You have to have minimum a hundred thousand. Okay. Yep.
2: So what's your what's your personal take on the future of Airbnb? Like, do you think that because, like you said, we, there's a lot of issues with like LA specifically, New York, Boston, um, do San you, Francisco, San Francisco. Yep. Do you think San that? And uh, uh, you're just in your just opinion. <clears throat> do you think Airbnb will continue to prosper, or do you think it's going to become harder and harder?
3: I honestly think it's becoming harder, but there's loopholes to any business. Mm -hmm. Politicians have loopholes. The president got loopholes. Every business that you have, it has loopholes. So when it comes to the regulations, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just means you have to register and pay taxes on it. As if you were doing a regular house. So, okay. people think about regulations, even with Boston. They never say you couldn't do it. Tampa, too. They never say you couldn't do Airbnb. They just said that you just have to register so you can pay taxes on this.
2: So, you're registering it as a business? With the state. And then that income, you pay a tax, 10.99. Exactly. Yep.
3: Yeah. Well, so, they're not saying that you can't do it.
0: They're just saying that we need a Yeah, a we need
3: a piece. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> so, um, to answer your question, you, it, it really...
2: Just depends yeah it
3: just depends
2: it depends, it depends. the thing is it's all about but
3: atlanta though excuse me to cut you off atlanta atlanta is really prospering like this is a city for it uh, over 2018 airbnb took 450 million dollars of revenue from hotels
2: yeah, and that's, that, and that's the problem as far as like it's just the same thing with Uber and the taxi lobby, exactly. and the hotel industry is extremely strong. Yeah, and it's like now it's starting to, to kill the hotel industry, yep. so now they're fighting back. But well, Airbnb is a billion dollar company as well, mm-hmm. so they're not going to just go. So it's going right. to be a fight. Yep. But um, it's a lot of pressure that's being put mm-hmm. well, from the hotel industry. Yeah. Yep. Um, and and you got community organizations and
3: neighborhoods. All that and stuff kind like of stuff. That, and then so. with hotels, you have like occupancy fees. You know, when you go um, stay at a hotel, you got to pay all those fees. On the on the receipt when you check out permit fees yeah we just Airbnb's they making us do the same thing yeah that's it so it's they that it's not gonna really cut nobody profits it, it it's not that bad
2: all right so in the next segment we're gonna talk about how you help people and how you educate people um to get in the game and since so how they can get some money that's in one on one yeah. So, all right. So you're young and you, you got the game figured out and you're making a lot of money, but you also teach people and you've been teaching. So what made you want to do that? Cause you could have just been getting money on your own. Uh, what made you wanted to go into education and actually um, you know, teach people and make them successful?
3: You want to know what really made me get into education? Greg, big, big business. Oh, shout
0: out to big business. Shout out to big business. Alumni, yeah, Philly, king, king of North Philly. North big Philly.
3: Business is what made me get into education. How'd y'all meet? Instagram, wow. Instagram is a, a huge platform. That's I actually best. met Greg on Instagram <laughs> and I became his client. Um, and then we spent New Year's together last year. I was, we were in Miami. Um, we go to Philly, I just go to Philly just to go up there and kick it with them sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that's how I met Greg. But just with, um, I saw, I was like, I figured this business out. Once I had figured it out, I was like, well, it's time for me to do something else. I didn't want to keep just getting units. I was like, well, that becomes boring. Mm -hmm. Um, So then that's when I thought about the classes. So um, my classes, they last about four hours and and they're extremely informational. Um, They're just larger. The one-on-ones is more so you actually getting your unit. That's my one-on-one. With the classes, it's just information. You have to go figure it out on your own.
0: One-on-one, you actually take me through the process of getting it.
3: Yep, step by step. Step
0: by step, Mm -hmm. even down to you bring the interior designer in my spot, watch me get my first property
3: yep wow everything and then i list it for you when you just come to my class you have to figure that system out yourself mm-hmm. i have i have step by step by step with my one-on-one program for you until you get listed all the way until you get booked and then once you get booked once you get listed a lot of my clients join my one-on-one join my property management company so literally like you're you're holding on to my arm the whole entire time you have your unit
2: that's yeah, So okay. what's the enjoyment of like t because Troy's an educator, and um, I teach financial literacy to, mm-hmm. to kids. So, like, it's a different feeling for me to like yeah. know when you. It's good to know something, right? But when you could teach somebody something for me, and I'm sure Troy feels the same way. It's a different yeah, level of basis, fulfillment, and yeah. And it's a different feeling. So, like, what's the what's the feeling for you? Like, when when you actually teaching, and you can tell that they're learning, and then like you have they have success. Like, how does that feel?
3: It feels so good. It feels so good. Me posting my client. So, if you go on my page i have a few of my clients listed um their listings it feels really good um it makes me it makes the mistakes that i made um worth it worth it Mm -hmm. yeah it really does Like I i used to be like dang now now i'll be having man i'll just wake up to to five clients you know what i'm saying so now i get to a point where it's like dang those mistakes i made people are really so i also so with the mistakes that i was making um which is how i came up with my automated systems I put them all in an in in Excel sheet. Mm-hmm. So there's logistics for it. So for every mistake I've made, I promise that for any, for any issue you have in the business, I have a solution for it. Mm-hmm. There's not a solution I don't have for a problem in this business. And that's something that I've scaled. Yeah. So it's something that I've worked hard for. There's mistakes I've made. There's super host status that I lost from those mistakes that now I can teach people, hey, do it this way so that you don't make this mistake. Yeah. Hey, yeah. go this way so that you don't do it the way that I do it. Yeah. So it feels it the, feels really good. The
0: last time we went to Atlanta, um, our guy Alex, he actually said that. He was like, people are not paying to learn from me. They're paying to get my mistakes Your so that experience. they don't make the same. Yeah, That's true. So sure. the classes... Is it spread out throughout the United States? Are the clients from everywhere? Because I know you're based in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you have Airbnbs outside of Atlanta?
3: No, I don't have Airbnbs when my clients do. They do, okay. So we can do it virtually. Hmm. So we can do it through a phone call. That's that's how simple my one-on-one program is. But yeah. it works. And, it, and if you do it the way I say,
2: I was gonna you're say, good. Investing in yourself is the best investment.
3: Absolutely. I tell
2: people all the time, it's like, <clears throat> what's the price? If you play basketball, how much would you pay for Michael Jordan to show you how to play, mm-hmm. you can't put right. a price on that. He like you know can. what I'm saying, right. and it's like that kind of it, it accelerates. Yep. You might get to where you want to go by yourself, mm-hmm. but that's the whole thing having a mentor, exactly, having a coach. And this is why, like LeBron, like it, he pays a million dollars a year yep. just on his body. What he has to, yeah. But there's a she, reason why he's yeah. not hurt every year. Exactly, right. he's not <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. Chefs and massage therapists, mm-hmm. trainers, and all that. So it's like. I always tell people what your business is yeah. like, what's your budget yes. to improve your business? Mm-hmm. It's like, if you don't have a budget to improve your business, you're not serious about improving your business. That's true. It's just a fact.
3: Yeah, so, and then I see other people, they are, people look at my price and they compare it to other people's. So if I charge, I just went up to two grand January mm-hmm. because I'm like, this. I I saw how many clients I was scaling. I'm like, this is worth more than what I'm charging How many for. clients you got
0: right
3: now? I, right now I have 67 clients.
0: Wow. Okay.
3: <laughs> so, two, for, so for, 2000, for 2020 I went up to two grand so now my one-on one to two thousand and I go on other people who are um, doing Airbnb and they're charging the same thing mm-hmm. but we have the same systems and there's other people who are charging a whole lot less but they're just getting their feet wet mm. my feet are wet how? like I'm swimming you see what I'm
0: <laughs> saying? How, so, how, many, how many sessions do I get um, with the one-on-one? Is, is there a monthly time or how does that work?
3: No it's we we rolling. So once oh, we in right. the process, we rolling. You call me how many ever times you need to. Okay. Like it's not, it's not no allocated time. Oh okay. Yeah, it's no okay. allocated time.
0: Now you also do a, a master webinar?
3: Yes, I have webinars.
0: Yeah, Can you talk about that a little bit?
3: Yeah. So my webinar is what I originally started off with before I started traveling on tour. So the webinar was, um, I think I hosted like two or three before, and it's the same. It's the same information that I teach in my classes, except mm-hmm. I had so many people that were out of state. That I was like well there's no need to do it here in Atlanta like there's no need to have a class here in Atlanta mm. so then I got to a point where my audience became bigger so I was like okay now I can start going on tour so my webinars was just for me to um jump out there to see what was going on and my webinars I would have like 50 and 60 people yeah,
0: you're just touching the reach seeing yeah the reach, seeing so, so reach. I was
3: like well you know it was it was my my beginning stage my Perfect. webinars yeah. I don't I haven't done any recently because I started traveling so.
2: All right, and then you also told us, that, um, which is we excited about, that um, for us, you're going to give us a, a discount for yeah, anybody that's, that's listening to this podcast, right. right? So so
3: anybody who listens to the podcast will get 199 off my 101 program um, uh-huh. with the portal. So use promo code EYL199.
2: So promo code EYL199, mm-hmm. and, yep. then they, and they get... $199 off.
3: Absolutely.
2: Yo, Ernest, uh, y'all heard it, man. Y'all got to get in this game. Still, this is man. this is a good way to start. Nah, it's real. all about exposure and, um, you know, we just try to provide as much information, especially from people that's relatable. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I really think that, you know, a lot of people can relate to you and being young, being, you know, being African-American and just doing your thing. So, um, yeah, Thank you, thank you for joining us, man. I, this is really educational for me. Yes, this is dope. You for I, I, I'm, me. Defi- I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to try to get into. I'm <laughs> going to get into the Airbnb game. <laughs> yeah. That's a fact because I, I, I stay in enough Airbnbs. We stay in enough, enough Airbnbs right. that it's like Always. We know how it works yep. and we we utilize it so much. We use we buy use Airbnbs more than we use hotels at this See? point.
3: And then one thing that I do say is every time I I go stay, I look for something that I can use in mine.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, I find dope.
3: something different every time I go to a different Airbnb of something. Like, oh, okay, well, I can use this in mine Then I'll go get it. Mm. And I'll go to stay somewhere else. I can use this in mine and I'll go get it.
2: Dope. You see? Dope. So, so how can the people contact you? Can you tell them your social media handles, mm-hmm. any website, or anything like that? Uh.
3: So, my name is Alexia Wright. My social media handle, Instagram, is underscore Alexia. It's A L E X I A W R I G H T.
2: Dope, dope.
0: Um, Troy, housekeeping items? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. Y'all know that's our Proud to Pay program. Uh, it has been revamped. So shout out to everybody that is with us. You know that our top m- members get access to EYL University. That is our online school. It's webinars three times a week for myself, Shadi, uh, Matt, MG, the Mortgage Guy, and then we always have a a guest webinar on Wednesdays. Shout out to our our brother Jamal, he hosts on Wednesday webinars. Um, And shout out to our new patrons, uh, Joey, Patrick, and Jonathan. Um, Welcome to the family, welcome to the community. Uh, And thank you. And everybody's been supporting the merch. We got some new merch dropping, uh, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, yeah, man. Appreciate
2: y'all love. For sure, shout out to the, once again, shout out to Atlanta, and shout out to the um good people of more than nine to five. They gave me this merch, this T shirt. Um, and shout out to everybody that gives us merch. Um, we try to wear as much as we possibly can. We get a lot of merch, but something I want to you know highlight. Um, we try to encourage entrepreneurs and just spread love, spread good energy. So yeah, shout out to to everybody that's, that's giving us merch, and um yeah, once again, as Troy said, EYL University. If you're not a member, sign up. And um, thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.
1: Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts. Or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals24. That's chime.com goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot Me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus.